it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion Podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News Interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Mark K, getting her done today. Mark K is getting her done today. Woo! I, mean, I haven't really done anything yet, but thanks so much. I appreciate the enthusiasm, and I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mark K Show on News 104.5 uh, WOKV. It's a really crazy day today. Uh, first of all, it's been one month. We should mention, if you don't know already, it's been one month exactly since that horrible shooting where 17 people were killed uh, by Nicholas Cruz in Parkland, Florida at, at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And, and well, about an hour ago, students all over the country just started walking out of class uh, uh, walking into the hallways, um, you know, walking into the courtyards, uh, protesting, speaking down in Parkland. There was a huge ceremony, uh, you know, where they were paying their respects again to the victims and uh, and discussing, you know, their 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 anger and their frustration with gun laws and gun stores and mental health and politicians and pre- pretty much everything at all. Uh, you know, the the uh, the media and and the uh, and the police force and every every place that basically broke down in protecting students, uh, not just in that school, but in several schools across the country over the last you know dozen years or so well uh i believe now all probably all the kids are back in class i don't know i know a lot of these walkouts were, were supposed to last 17 minutes uh which would have been 10 17 of course you know some stragglers but hopefully everyone's back in class kids if you're not back in class keep listening because maybe you'll actually learn something uh by by listening to the show today and of course you can always three uh, call in 340-1045 or download our mobile app and send in an open mic message. But, uh, I, you know, I had a chance to talk. A lot of you know that I host another radio show here on our sister station, WAPE. And you know that because you listen. And I've been doing it for 10 years. Uh, and you also probably may know that because sometimes I give out their phone number on this station. <laughs> and so when you call to talk about the NRA, you get somebody asking if you want to hear, you know, some Taylor Swift or it doesn't matter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is this morning we talked to a lot of students on that show. We talked to a lot of students on that station who were a planning to walk out, b planning to stay where they were. We talked to parents and it was a mixed uh, bag. Across the uh, the Jacksonville area as to what was going to happen I, at Nice High School, a girl called in and said, "Yeah, we're going to walk out. We're going to go to the courtyard. A whole bunch of us. We're going to walk out." And I asked her what she was going to do when they got there, and she's like, "Yeah, we don't really know. We hadn't thought that far ahead, but uh, they were still going to they were still going to make the statement." Other schools, for safety reasons. Didn't want their students leaving school, of course, and also uh, didn't want them, you know, in a big area where they're all together, uh, you know, in a pre-determined and pre-publicized place because they felt that would be a safety hazard. So they invited the students to line the hallways and hold hands and sing songs and and stuff like that. While others said, "Okay, you can come out to the football field and stand on the football field. But some students actually called and said, I don't feel safe going out and standing in a big group because we've had people calling in and threatening our schools. And we've seen things on Snapchat and other social media where students are like, oh, when everyone goes out at 10 o'clock on the 14th of March, that's when I'm going to attack. So a lot of students are saying this is dumb. We're not going to go make ourselves a huge target, uh, you know, during this this walkout. So a, a lot of different emotions and a lot of different tactics. Oh, we had a mom call in and say, I told my son, I don't care what anyone does. You sit in your seat. You do not leave school. 
And the son's like, but mom, the te- what if the teacher leaves? She's like, I told, I don't care what the teacher does. I'm your mama. You sit your butt in that seat and you don't move. And, uh, and she even scared me and she wasn't my mother. So I'm assuming that that kid did that anyway. It seems like everything was peaceful. Seems like everything went well. Uh, seems like everybody made their voices heard. And now, like I said, they're back in class, which means we can talk about some extraordinary stuff coming out of California where Donald Trump has been visiting not just the border walls, not just Republicans, but also been making some some really incredible speeches and saying some really amazing things that, of course, the press has taken and run with. And of course, yes, yes, I'm talking about the Space Force. Space Force. We will get it. If you don't know about the Space Force yet, I was thrilled, ecstatic. I mean, this is a dream come true. For I'm 40, what am I, three years old? And growing up as a child in the 80s, you know, just addicted to everything Star Wars, everything Star Trek, everything Battlestar Galactica, everything was space. And to hear now, finally, finally, that we have a president who wants to put together a space force? Space force. This is, I'm still waiting on my flying car, okay? This is how, how much I'm into this. Space Force to me means we are that much closer to me getting a flying car. The Jetsons, been they they promised me a robot in my house that would clean all my clothes, and they promised me a flying car. And so far, I have neither of those. I mean, my wife's not a robot. She cleans my – I mean, I don't clean my own clothes. But I, I have neither of those. I want Rosie the robot. I want to get in a car, and I want to, you know, land at, 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 on the platform outside of the office. And I don't have that flying car. And that was – that was 40 years ago. Science has been ridiculously lax in their technological advancements. And a lot of it is because you haven't had leadership that has demanded we have flying cars. You haven't had leadership that has demanded we have spaceships that are capable of flying, you know, interstellar speeds and shooting lasers. Space Force. You haven't had a president who demanded we have a Space Force. And now, and now we do. And it's, you know what, why don't we just, why don't we just jump into this? Why don't we just, because this is just really, this is just too exciting to stop with. Donald Trump in a speech yesterday in San Diego was talking about space exploration. He was talking about all these private companies that are spending their personal fortunes on getting to space and traveling to different uh, planets and bringing up Mars. And he, of course, took that opportunity to bolster his own presidency and take a swing at Hillary Clinton. You wouldn't have been going to Mars if my opponent won, that I can tell you. You wouldn't even be thinking about it. I'll be honest with you. If Hillary Clinton had won, I totally would have been thinking about going to Mars. I'd be like, get my ass off this planet. I do not want to be here for the next four years. Uh, but, but anyway, he's saying, you know, space exploration is alive and thriving again because of Donald Trump. Not because he's pumping money into the space program or trying to bolster NASA with your tax dollars. No, it's because he's cutting taxes. He's cutting the corporate tax rate. And he's saying, hey, rich people, you guys go build these rockets. You guys, and you know what the, you know what the United States government should do? And we talked about this the other day. We talked just yesterday. We were talking about, you know, what's the responsibility of the states and what's the responsibility of the federal government? The responsibility of the states is to say what the speed limit is and the, and, and how schools are going to be uh, governed and how edu- how school, you know, children are going to be educated. The responsibility of the states is to say, yeah, you can drive when you're 16 or you can buy alcohol when you're 21. Or you can or can't buy a gun. That's all something that that people in a state should have the right to elect representatives to to come up with. And if they don't like the laws that are that are passed 
you get to vote out the representatives and elect new ones. But when it comes to national defense, when it comes to protecting the country as a whole, when it comes to keeping the bad guys away or going to where the bad guys are and annihilating them before they can even get here, when it comes to all of that, that is the role, IMHO, of the federal government. And Donald Trump said yesterday in San Diego that if there needs to be a a group of individuals of American warriors in space, then he will put them there. My new national strategy for space recognizes that space is a warfighting domain, just like the land, air, and sea. We may even have a space force develop another one. Space force. We have the Air Force. We'll have the Space Force. I cannot wait to hear the promos and the commercials that will recruit young men and women into the USSF, the United States Space Force. First, we fought on land. Then by sea. Finally, we took to the skies. Now there is a new frontier to discover, to explore, and to protect. Space. My new national strategy for space recognizes that space is a warfighting domain. It's the next battleground, and the United States of America will be ready. Just like the land, air, and sea, we may even have a space force. Space force. A new challenge for the most daring American patriots. Do you have what it takes to defend your country, your planet, and your entire universe? Space Force! Space Force. Don't just aim high. Aim higher. <laughs> that's, that's exactly, I mean, how amazing is that? Did you ever in your life think that you would be listening to a president say, it's time. It's time for a new military branch. It's time for us to expand. It's time for us to go beyond border walls and and, and a ground fighting force and even an air force. We need a space force. Space force. I mean, I, I'm more excited about this than I should be. And I'll be, and I know what, and now a lot of you that listen to the show and a lot of you that have heard me on Herman Cain and a lot of you that follow me on social media, you know, that I think NASA is a big waste of time and money. And space exploration to me, I think has been a big joke. And I think it's been a big waste of time. Uh, and also money. You know, I was just talking to Rich Jones. Rich Jones has taken his kids to the Kennedy Space Center. He's never been before ever. And I pointed out to him that he's a horrible Floridian parent for never having gone. But uh, I'm excited that he's remedying that. Well, and I, he got there. He said or he uh, told me, he goes, have you ever been? I said, yes. And the one thing that I realized as I was walking around looking at the space shuttle Atlantis and looking at the landing pads and looking at everything that we built there and all the missions, all the missions we did. All I thought to myself was, wow, we spent all this money and uh, all these decades and we lost all these lives and we put people into space for years. And what did we really accomplish? Was it really necessary? But now, now that there's a space force on the horizon, I'm rethinking our importance uh, of going in uh, to the final frontier. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. Quick break. When we get back, do we need a space force? Should the United States still be investing money in getting up there? And if we do, is it for national security? Is that the best reason? 340-1045. This is the Marques Show. We'll be right back. My new national strategy for space recognizes that 
space is a warfighting domain, just like the land, air, and sea. We may even have a space force develop another one. Space Force. We have the Air Force. We'll have the Space Force. I'll tell you what. Uh, Chick-fil-A's recruiting for the local restaurant work. I'm going to start recruiting for the Space Force. And I'll tell you what. They should put them together because if you really want people to explore space more, start throwing Chick-fil-A's up there. People go out of their way for some Chick-fil-A. Anyway, uh, well, Space Force is, is a real thing, folks. Trump's into it. I'm into it. I want to know what you think. I absolutely loved the Space Force commercial. That made my day. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad again. Don't don't thank me. Thank the president. 340-1045 uh, is the number. I told you I do it from time to time. Howard, good morning. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say? Good morning. I wanted to say you're forgetting all about uh, all of the things that we get from the space program. Okay, like Not what? Not just going to space. Well, like Tang and like all of the other <laughs> computer things. That okay, you're right. From, I mean, really, that's really been the benefit of the space program <laughs> been... all of the things that you get not just paying oh okay paying, i'm not a fan of. <laughs> but i mean there are things that you get from the space program that you're forgetting about no you're right there's rocket systems and propulsion things and technological all breakthroughs you know you're, and then of course the tang that's a good point but what i'm talking about is the flying cars and the robots and the space bases and the phasers and the things that i was promised as a child by science fiction that i have yet to see I've yet, the closest is there's a drone now in China somewhere or in Germany, and it, it flies humans around. You know what the problem with that drone is? It flies humans around. I don't want a flying car that flies me around. I want to sit in the cockpit. I want to grab the controls, and I want to be in charge. I want to fly. I don't want some, some motorized drone to just you know lift me up and put me down, and I'm on my phone the whole time. I want the video game, but I want it in real life. And I'm not a big tank fan either. So if you're telling me we spent $180 billion over the last 20 years for powdered orange water, again, I think it's a waste of time. But you're right. There is other stuff. Uh, this is Jeff from Jacksonville. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Uh, what do you think about Space Force, Jeff? Space Force. Uh, I'm not, uh, this might sound conspiracy theorist, but I was in the military and I've heard through the grapevine that there already is a Space Force. In fact, there's already a Space Force base on the dark side of the moon. Come on, wait, what? Come on, what? Space Force Base. There's a, hold um, on, there's a Space Force Base on the dark side of the moon. That's what I've heard. Space um, Force! I, so, like, they say, like, why did we go to the moon and never come back? Like, we, we did. We just didn't use rockets, and we didn't tell anybody. We had something called a Q-Drive that operates like a, like a, like a top. Like, you know, if you spin a top on a table, yeah. it'll stay put and not fall over. Like a motorcycle wheel, if it's rolling, like, it won't fall over either. So, like, those two gyroscopes, if you put them together in the same, like, space, then they create, like, it, it, it allows matter to just stay in midair. Wow, that is crazy. That, who knew, hey, thanks so much for, and you have evidence of this, or you just hearsay? Uh, let's say hearsay. All right, let's just say, wow. Who knew that on the dark side of the moon there was already a Space Force base? I, I learned so much from my own program, I'm telling you. 340 1045, this is the Mark K Show. <laughs> we'll be right back. Space Force. On News 1045, WOKV.
And this is Mark Hay. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, look at that. That's exciting. This is great. Uh, Don- yeah, to Major Tom. Donald Trump in San Diego yesterday, speaking at a rally, uh, suggested we need a space force uh, to protect us from the intergalactic, you know, problems that could happen. Space force. And uh, yeah, a lot of people in the media are running with it and calling it uh, silly and ridiculous and making jokes about it. And I'll be honest with you, I think if we're going to spend money on space, we need some kind of space force. I want what we were promised uh, by the, the, the sci-fi movies, by, by Star Wars and by Star Trek. I want all that to happen. I, I think we should have large spaceships and small ones, uh, you know, with lasers and droids and things like that. Some guy called in and said that he was in the military and he knew already that the reason we stopped going to the moon is because there's a space base there. There's already a Space Force base. Space Force. And the reason we don't send people to the moon anymore is because we don't want people to find it. But it's, it's, uh, it's on the dark side of the moon uh, is what he told us. And, that, and that's a well-known theory. Um, or a well-known, uh, you know, piece of information among the military. 340-1045. This is Michael in Hollister. Michael, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Great. What do you want to say about Donald Trump's uh, Space Force? I-, I just have to say the guy that called and told you about the the base on the dark side of the moon, yeah. he's telling you the absolute truth. Me and Captain Kirk visited there while our Q drive was being repaired. <laughs> we helped him install photonic cannons. Okay. Really? Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any photographic evidence while you were there or any of that kind of like uh, anything in your tricorder that you can use to prove that it's, it, it exists? Absolutely. It was in Hillary Clinton's email. Oh, okay. So, it got, okay. <laughs> so it's gone forever. We'll never we'll never uh, we'll never see that again. Brad called in and he you know, as a convicted felon, am I able to enlist and serve on the Space Force? And those are all those are all great questions, uh, Brad. Well, uh, you know, we'll get with Donald Trump and, uh, you know, hopefully next time he's in town. And well, it's been a very eventful trip to California. The first thing he did was he went and he toured the wall prototypes, photos of that everywhere. Thirty uh, foot high walls that are that, you know, are unscalable, even though you have th- today and yesterday illegal aliens or I guess they're not illegal yet. They're still in Mexico, but they're vowing to climb the wall they're saying you can put up as big a wall as you want we will still climb it we will still get over the top which to me is kind of like i mean you're basically saying we're going to break your national and federal laws it's kind of like saying we don't care if you get rid of bump stocks we're still going to use them on our guns i mean it did for whatever reason uh nobody seems to care and the media just seems to be you know touting it as something exciting that donald trump's walls eat no matter how tall they are no matter what kind of barrier is on the top. And they even interviewed a guy from Mexico. I forget his name. But uh, they interviewed him and they, they said, look, you can. he was right on the other side. He lives within spitting distance of these wall prototypes. And they, they had him go through and point to each one. He goes, I can climb that one. I can climb that one. That one will slow me down, but I can get over it. That's what he was saying. And basically, he's he, he's saying, look, we, no matter what you put up, we will figure out a way to get over it. Not because we want to, but because we have to. Because Mexico is just that horrible that you have to risk your life scaling a 30-foot wall um, or penetrating it somehow, uh, you know, to get to, a, to to get to the United States of America. Uh, and then, of course, he went to the hangar where he talked about the Space Force and how important that was, uh, you know, in the future. My new national strategy for space recognizes that space is a warfighting domain, just like the land, air, and sea. We may even have a space force 
develop another one. Space Force. We have the Air Force. We'll have the Space Force. You'll have the Space Force. Then we're going to have, you know, all that other. I guess there'll be some kind of Marine Corps equivalent, uh, the Space Force Extreme or something like that. But, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is this is not something new that a president has, has ever come forward with. And all of the all bold actions begin with bold statements. In fact, that's what John F. Kennedy, who the Democrats will tell you was one of the best presidents in the entire history of the world. That's what John F. Kennedy. That was his whole thing when we went to the moon. Do you remember that? For all you people that know about the moon base, the only reason we're on the moon is because John F. Kennedy at Rice University in 1962 got up and said, we are going to go to the moon. And everybody who was against him, said he was a crackpot and he was a lunatic and it would never happen. And everybody who was on his side was like, oh, my God, what's he doing? Now we have to get to the moon. And it, it basically forced people. It propelled the program and put him into to hyperdrive, if you will. And, and that's the reason we were able to have our Apollo missions. And that's the reason we were able to get up not just into space but on the moon because we were in a race. And we, that race continues now. Don't think that there's not people out there who are who are exploring space continually trying to figure out how to militarize it trying to figure out how to how to be on the uh, and make it an economic forefront i mean the number of satellites that are up there now you have think about this you have elon musk uh, who is building rocket ships to take americans into space you have uh, virgin atlantic guy what's his name richard branson who is building rocket ships who are you know attempting to take americans into space are you really going to allow these rocket ships to go unaccompanied into space are how long is it going to be until we realize we need not just, you know, commuter civilian rocket flights for whatever reason, because people want to experience it, because people want to go see it, because people have enough money to throw down to say, hey, take me uh, to the to, to the space hotel for a couple days. How long until we realize that whenever you have American civilians somewhere, you need some kind of protection. I mean, it's basically it's basically just like we saw at the schools. You have American students in a school. You need to protect. You need a hard target. And don't think that it's going to be too long before you start sending Americans into space and you realize that's a soft target. That's a soft target. And that's what JFK said. And here I have a clip of it. Here's a speech from 1962. For the eyes of the world. For the eyes of the world. Look into space, to the moon, and to the planets beyond. Our leadership in science and industry, our hopes for peace and security, security, our obligations to ourselves as well as others, all require us to make this effort to solve these mysteries, to solve them for the good of all men. There is no strife, no prejudice. No national conflict in outer space as yet. As yet! Its hazards are hostile to us all. Its conquest deserves the best of all mankind. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. And then they're just cheering, basically. But did you hear what John F. Kennedy said back in 1962? He said, there is no strife. There is no political conflict in space, comma, as yet. Meaning, whenever you have exploration, whenever you have commerce, whenever you have different nations uh, seeking to explore or or seek, you know, stake a claim to any part of the world, either here on planet Earth or above, you will have strife. 
you will have conflict. And when you have conflict, you need a force that can handle it. And if you have conflict in the air, you need an air force. If you have conflict in space, you need a space force. Space force. Donald Trump gets it. John F. Kennedy got it. Ronald Reagan tried to build Star Wars because he understood. Every single president since the 50s has has thought about and considered putting some kind of protective force in space. Donald Trump, the only difference is he doesn't want to pay for it. He wants Mexico to pay for it. Kidding. He wants all the rich people who he just gave a, a 20% tax break to to pay for it, and they will. And they will. They will build the rocket ships. They will build the commuter airlines that take people into space. They will build whatever protective, you know, they'll build little scooters with lasers on them so that we can put Space Force personnel, Army Rangers and whatnot, and airmen or spacemen, I guess you would. You know, think about this. Think about when they first introduced the astronaut. That doesn't sound ridiculous to you, astronaut? Here comes a guy with a big globe on his head, and we're going to ship him in a, in a rocket into space. You don't think people laughed at that, too? But those big, bold claims that, that presidents make are the reason we have all these technical uh, technological advances like Tang, for example, which is really all we've ever gotten out of the space program. 340-1045. Quick break. When we get back, more of your thoughts on the Space Force and the very first Space Force recruiting promo. We'll play that for you again. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. Uh, we're so excited that you're here, and we're really excited to hear uh, that Donald Trump is is planning a Space Force. Space Force. He knows that intergalactic warfare is going to be the next frontier, and already... Already putting together a plan to find brave young men and women to go up there and protect us, uh, you know, in the astral plane. First, we fought on land. Then by sea. Finally, we took to the skies. Now there is a new frontier to discover, to explore, and to protect. Space. My new national strategy for space recognizes that space is a warfighting domain. It's the next battleground, and the United States of America will be ready. Just like the land, air, and sea, we may even have a space force. Space force. A new challenge for the most daring American patriots. Do you have what it takes to defend your country, your planet, and your entire universe? Space Force! Space Force. Don't just aim high. Aim higher. Yeah, 340-1045. This is Jim in St. Augustine. Uh, Jim, what do you want to say about Space Force? Yeah, this whole thing uh, about going to the moon and everything, it's all overblown because we've been in Mars for almost 50 years right now. A few years ago when we uh, landed one of those Mars explorers, a Democrat congressman asked if we would be able to visit the spot where they had landed <laughs> back in the 60s. That was, yeah, that was, <laughs> this same congressman it was, con was against... Yeah, it was Congresswoman uh, Sheila Jackson Lee. And she said it was uh, what was it? it was Pathfinder. And they said uh, she asked the Congress, uh, I guess, the Science Committee, have we taken a picture of the flag where that uh, Neil Armstrong planted in Mars? That was. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, sometimes you know, it's tricky to keep track of all uh, of all of all those. She also was the one that said the Constitution's 400 years old. But, you know, facts schmacks. 
the you know the the deal is that we need to uh we need to continue our exploration into space. Mel, good morning. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Fine, Mark. How are you? Good, Mel. What'd you want to say? Well, the person that called in about the spaceport being on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. I'm interested because the dark side of the moon is the moon's nighttime, and it circles the moon not once a day like on <laughs> Earth, but approximately once a month. Right. So since the dark side is moving around the moon, does the spaceport move with it? That's an in- that is interesting. And you and you and you bring up a great point. The moon is also rotating. So if you're on the dark side of the moon, you have to be in constant motion. Don't oh, yeah. I mean, you guys are smart, man. Smartest audience in Jacksonville. I'll, I'll give you that. Not the smartest host. Definitely the smartest audience. Um, if anyone knows more about this potential Space Force base on the moon. Space Force. By all means, leave me an open mic or send me a message about it. Uh, email me or check it out on Facebook because I would love to know more. Uh, I love to. It sounds to me like it's more than just a conspiracy theory uh, because we have several people now <laughs> com- commenting about it. But that's it. Uh, with, between the Space Force and the uh, and the uh, the wall uh, with prototypes that Donald Trump's been visiting, he's had a very busy trip to California. The next thing to do is to raise a whole lot of money uh, so that he can win in 2020. We didn't even get a chip, man. We were so wrapped up in talking about uh, you know Space Force uh, recruitment. And, you know, the the possibility of, of having a war uh, above the Earth's atmosphere. We got, we're so wrapped up in that, I didn't get a chance to tell you about the special election, which, as far as I know, they still haven't called a winner for. It was within 600. We don't know if it's a Republican or a Democratic victory, even though the Democrat has already has already, uh, you know, taken, uh, you know, claimed, uh, claimed, you know, that he won. We're going to get into that here in just a minute. The news is coming up. Rush Limbaugh's coming up. More of the Mark K show tomorrow morning right here at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. See you.